All right, guys, I hope you're ready for this one. We're taking a different approach tonight. We're doing Wrestling Nostalgia, but we're doing a bit of a twist and doing the top three funniest moments in WWE. Obviously, a very subjective list, so yours likely differ from mine, but it's time to have some fun. Take a little bit of a different approach to tonight's Wrestling Nostalgia, so hang tight. We're going to get it all started right after this. It's time for your weekly fix of wrestling nostalgia when we look at wrestling's past eras from the Attitude Era to the Reality Era. I'd like to think that maybe this company will be better after Vince McMahon's dead, but the fact is it's going to get taken over by his idiotic daughter and his doofus son-in-law and the rest of his stupid family. To today. Here on the WWE Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the WWE Podcast. Welcome to your wrestling nostalgia portion of the week. Really my final show of the week in terms of me hosting the show. So I always save the best for last. And uh, tonight we're going to be looking at, or listening to rather, Some funny moments in WWE, my top three, that it's, again, really hard to do a top three. I was going to do a top ten, and then it got whittled down to a top five, and I'm like, oh man, I get so involved in so many of these moments, and I go off course so many times that a a, a top ten would probably go about four hours, of which I have not the time to do. So I cut it to three, plus I've got some other things I want to discuss in a moment as well, so... Let me know what your top three funniest moments are. I don't think we've ever done this. I don't think that we've ever gone in and talked about funny moments in WWE. Or if we have, it's been not on purpose. Just kind of inconsequentially spoken about funny moments in WWE that uh, either I've had discussions with other co-hosts about, or it's just kind of come to my brain at times of funny things that happen. But never have I done, I don't believe, in the almost... Oh my gosh, how many episodes? Four or five hundred episodes that this show has actually done a dedicated funniest moments in WWE podcast. So this is a first time ever, I believe. If someone wants to really research and prove me wrong on my feed, go ahead. I don't have the aspiration to uh, to really dive into my own feed to see if that's true. But I can say with certainty that... If I have done one, it's been a long, long, many years, actually. I mean, I've been doing this podcast actually for six years, believe it or not. I think just this past week was my six-year mark. I initially was under a different name for the first, like, three, and then I think four years ago, three, four, four years ago, um, we started the WWE podcast. So, uh, yeah, it's been been a long journey, six years, and you start out just kind of not knowing what you're doing. And before you know it, you know, you, you kind of become comfortable in front of the mic, and uh, here we are. And uh, I think we're just getting started with lots of lots of years to go here. I'm not going to be planning on going anywhere. So, all right. Um, let's start out with, before we get to the some of the funniest moments in WWE, and I hope you guys agree, but I'm interested to hear what you think, too. So please let me know what your funniest moments are. And it doesn't have to be a top three, but just throw some moments to me, either at my email at realwwepodcast at gmail.com, or you can even send a voicemail to the show, 518-952-0247. I 
very interested to hear what your funniest moments are. Some, some of them, one of them, two of them, three of them, whatever it may be. Because I'm, I know that there's been so many over the years that I, I know, I know for sure that I've forgotten. And I will say this: comedy is difficult to do. It's always difficult to do comedy, especially when you're not in the genre of comedy. Vince McMahon will say he's in the genre of entertainment. Yeah, he is through professional wrestling, which is why he tries to hide the wrestling part of it by putting a sports entertainment cover over it or rapping over it, whatever analogy you want to use. And the fact is you are as professional wrestling is how you entertain. So you're a simulated sports entertainment, which entertainment is done via sports inherently. I mean, I could dive into this. I've done it many times. Nonetheless, see how quickly I get off track. This is going to be a fun show, and we're going to get everything started. But first, like I said, one thing I didn't address, I didn't address on my Raw review, and I said I was going to, and a, um, a follower of the show on Instagram reminded me of it, and I'm glad they did, because I said I was going to talk about it at the beginning of the show on my Raw review, and I didn't, and that was Ivar's injury. And I'm glad that he brought it up, and I want to discuss it. Ivar's injury on Raw was scary, uh, not surprising, and I don't mean that in kind of an arrogant way of, ha, I knew he was going to get injured, but when you take the risks that you do, doing these suicide dives outside the ring, those are a high-risk type of maneuver, because you are diving through the ropes, your body has to be perfectly horizontal to have you dive through the ropes, have your foot not catch on the rope, which would then basically face plant you on the outside of the ring. Dive into your opponent, hope your opponent catches you correctly. There's a lot of risk with that move that is done so often and more importantly here, done by guys that don't need to do them. I don't need to see a near 300 pound man dive through a rope because he can. I think a lot of times in WWE, we have guys dive through ropes and do high-flying maneuvers. It doesn't have to just be the suicide dive. There's other examples as well. I don't need to see something that you can do that normally a big man can't do just because you can do it. Because not only is it a much higher risk, but it is also not... uh, It doesn't differentiate you from the rest of the roster that is flipping, flopping, flying, which is what professional wrestling has really become. And it, I think it's advantageous for the big men not to do that. I am not a wrestling fan that needs to see all these just crazy athletic maneuvers all the time. That, that is not my, it's not my favorite presentation of professional wrestling. So my point is with Ivar Number one, I'm glad he's going to make a full recovery. Per WWE's statement, he suffered a, uh, what was it, a a clavicle injury? Was it a clavicle injury? Or my, no, let me read this statement exact. Ah, even worse. So this is WWE's official statement that they published on September 7th. During the eight-man tag match on Monday, Ivar suffered a cervical injury on a Viking dive to the floor. (laughs) I love how they... 
I love how they uh, re repainted the word. They can't say suicide dive. You know, and honestly, I'm surprised that I still hear the word suicide. And it's it's look, I have never had to deal with that kind of thing, but in today's world, you know somebody's going to cry wolf on that and say, why do they have to call it a suicide dive, right? Because of the terminology, somebody's going to, you know, cry to mommy. And I, look, I'm not making light of that topic at all. No, I'm not. And it's a serious thing, and I feel for people and family members and friends who have to deal with something like that. But my point is, that language today is so overblown, and everybody has to feel like they're a victim. It's like everyone's, everyone is trained to have a victim mentality, and everybody is finding a way to be offended so that they can grab onto some kind of power through that uh, through that offense, so that they can uh, they they can have control over others and organizations. It's just I don't know how to better describe it than that. So somebody's going to cry in this, but they call it a Viking dive instead of a suicide dive. Fine. So what is a cervical injury? For those that uh, are wondering. It's a spinal injury. And he basically overextended or hyperextended or twisted his spine in a way that should not have been uh, not have been done. I'm not surprised. That's why I said at the beginning of this, I'm not surprised by the injury. Because the, the, how many times we see it from big men? How many times have we seen it from Big E, for God's sakes? I don't need him doing it. It's uncomfortable to watch. It's not entertaining to watch. It's scary to watch because something like this could happen and it happened. And this is a mild penalty to pay. The results could have been worse. And I'm thinking that the positive of this could be that the bigger men and even the those that are much lighter in size that use their speed and agility to their advantage as part of their wrestling style may rethink doing the dive constantly or at least reduce the number of times that they do it. So uh, I'm glad Ivar is going to make a full recovery. But again, it's kind of a wake-up call, I think, to WWE and the performers. All right, well, let's move on. Small note, non-WWE related, Rusev is officially a part of AEW. So those that have been wondering, is, is Rusev going to become a part of AEW? Well... We got our answer uh, tonight, and his new ring name, by the way, in case those are inter- those that are interested, he's the best man, Miro or Myro. I'm not sure which one it is, but he's in AEW. He looks different, got a different hair, and be interesting to see if when Lana's contract expires, if he follows suit. Just as if uh, Ren- Renee Young, who left WWE. Many have speculated that she is going to eventually show up in AEW once her non-compete clause expires, which I think is a year after uh, after they've left WWE, which is kind of crazy, right? How can somebody put a clause in, in a contract that is uh, th- that precedes the contract expiration date? Like, how does that work? How, how has no one challenged that? In other words, if my contract with WWE ends December 31st, 2020, and they put a no-compete clause in that contract that says I can't compete for any other wrestling promotion for 365 days, which would put me out to December 31st, 2021, how 
How can they put a clause in there, again, that is post the expiration date of the contract? doesn't make sense. How, how is that possible? Again, I'm not a lawyer. Uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not following how this works. But to me, it doesn't make sense that you can have a contract expire and then still have terms and conditions of that contract be applicable. To me, it'd be like, no, the, the contract expired, so all rights, privileges, and deliverables from that contract uh, should go away. I don't, <laughs> I just don't get it. Um, but we have Renee Young gone, and I'm sure she's enjoying her time home with, with uh, Moxley, i.e. Dean Ambrose. And I'm sure that, uh, again, they're enjoying time with one another. The, the last little piece of news, and then I'm going to get to the, the top three funniest moments, and I'll start with number three in a minute, is... WWE making a clarification on their third-party ban that they have implemented among stars. And they're trying to frame this as like a benefit of sorts. I don't see it as a benefit. It's kind of an obvious statement where WWE had come out again as an amendment to say, hey, yeah, you know, while we said that stars cannot use their ring names, their WWE trademarked given names to promote themselves for income outside of the WWE platform, you can use your real name. Like, well, no kidding. For example, say I'm Lana, whose real name is CJ Perry, right? If I am going to promote myself on Cameo, don't you think there's a lot more value in the name Lana than there is in CJ Perry. Unless you have the, uh, the, the the people who are interested in, say for Cameo, for example, getting a shout-out and booking you and spending 150 bucks to get a shout-out, instead of them typing in Lana, they're going to have to Google your real name and then type in your name into wherever they're going to go. It's, number one, a lot of fans aren't going to do that. And number two, it just lowers their brand awareness immensely to go by their real names. I'm, uh, I, I don't know how I feel about this. Again, I'm, I'm contractually, legally, I totally understand what everybody's coming from. They have all the right in the world to do what they've done with the, the whole third-party ban using trademark, uh, the, your trademark given name to promote yourself without WWE getting a slice of the pie. I don't know why WWE wouldn't just say, hey, we get 20%, you get 80% if you want to use your ring name. If you want to use your real name, you get 100% of it, obviously. But if WWE was smart, they would split the difference here and say 80-20 split, 75-25. Right? Because you're going to probably still make more money by splitting it with WWE using your trademark name, your brand household name, than you are using your real name to try to promote yourself. So... Why WWE isn't doing that, I think it's a win-win for all parties. WWE would come out smelling a little bit better than they do now. And you'd have talent at least going, well, it's better than not allowing it at all. And I'll probably make more splitting it, even if it's still you know, not getting a full payment for the work they're doing. I don't know why WWE's not doing this. But uh, anyway, all right. Let's get to the top three of my... Funniest moments in WWE. Again, uh, watching wrestling for 23 years, whatever the heck it's been now, maybe 23 years this October, 
I have a lot of moments that I thought of. Uh, some are just some I've never seen in person in this like this number three spot, and some I had to dig through and I went on YouTube really and just said, "Hey, uh, WWE's funny. WWE's funniest moments." Pretty pretty big selection of videos to choose from there. And a lot of them were pretty funny. I did not do The Rock and, and uh, This Is Your Life, which was the highest rated segment of all time in wrestling ever, I believe. And while there were some funny moments with The Rock making fun of his girlfriend, and which was, I remember he told her to poontang her ass on out of here. That was uh, probably one of the funniest moments. It'd be like an honorable mention. That's what this, that probably was. Uh, having The Rock uh, make fun of his girlfriend, his coach, his teacher, uh, getting mad at his girlfriend for cutting him off at second base. Um, some some of those things, again, are honorable mentions. And uh, this one here, so let's get to number three. This is one that I was not a wrestling fan at this time. I did not see this live. This was via a YouTube special many years ago. As I was just kind of browsing through wrestling um, videos, as many of us as fans do, and this one came across, and it it is one of the it, it's a botch moment, and it's also one of the funniest moments. Which actually, I have uh, how many out of the three of these are actually botches? Two. Although maybe you could consider the third one a uh, a uh, a botch, but. Um, We'll get to that one in a minute, which actually I still laugh out loud at num- at the, my number one spot. So, all right, let's get to number three. I'm just going to play the audio and we'll talk about it. As promised. Hey, no, 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 Sid, I'm ready. Along with Davy Boy, 
Sting and Dusty Rhodes. We'll see you at the Fall Brawl at the War Games. Until then. <laughs> All right, so we're going to cut that out. The Shockmaster. And the, the, debut, the debut of the Shockmaster is one of the most memorable moments in uh, in the history of professional wrestling and not for the reasons you'd want it to be it was at the WCW Clash of Champions and uh, we had Harlem Heat there we had the British Bulldog we had Sting uh, Sid Vicious and having the Shockmaster be the mystery mystery partner for British Bulldog and uh, Sting I mean it's just hilarious and you know this is one of those deals where I love podcasting, but it's one of those things where video would really, really, really add a lot to uh, to this presentation. Because if you haven't seen it, please see it. I'm sure many of you have. If you haven't, you got to watch it again. It it, make, it really just brightens your day. If you're having one of those really tough days at work, this is one of those things that will really, really help you. <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. The guy comes out and... There's an explosion near a drywall of some sort on the set. And uh, this guy trips on the drywall that was uh, still intact at the bottom. His helmet falls off. He puts his helmet back on. You can hear people saying, who's this mother F? I think Booker T said that, and who was, again, part of Harlem Heat. and, uh, And hear somebody else say, I told you, you know, like... That basically saying that this would be an awful idea. Um, it's one of the most just cheesy, unbelievable moments in WWE. So uh, the Shockmaster is my number three, just for the simple hilarity of trying to make this a serious character. Even if he didn't trip on the drywall and his helmet fall off, this still would have been an absolute flop. Uh, the trip certainly made it. The you know put it over the top. But it still would have been a huge flop, given the fact... I mean, you heard the voice. (laughs) The voice wasn't even somebody speaking in the mask, or the helmet that he had on, which was like a... I don't know if it was like a Star Wars... um, A Star Wars helmet of some sort. It looked like it. It certainly looked like a Darth Vader type of helmet. Um, And it was glitter all over. I mean, it was just ridiculous. Almost as bad as the gobbledygooker. Gobbledygooker, Gobbledygooker, uh, whatever it may be, the the big egg, if you guys remember that, that hatched. Um, so it was uh, certainly a moment that I it, I would recommend seeing if you guys haven't. It, it is really, really uh, just ridiculously bad, which makes it, I think, super memorable. I mean, it has almost 2 million views on YouTube and uh, probably many more to come. All right, and let's get to that number two spot. One of my favorites of all time, and uh, during the break, I was listening to, <laughs> to the number two spot, and I was laughing again at this uh, th- this spot. It is certainly memorable for the the absolute hilarity of of really the more of the improbability of this happening ever again. And it happened at the greatest Royal Rumble in uh, I believe it was April twenty seventh, twenty eighteen. It's now infamously known as Titus World Slide. Number 39 into the Rumble. 39 men. And the leader of Titus Worldwide, Titus O'Neil. 
Biden's had a very busy week here in Saudi Arabia. He's had dinner with many princes and very important people. And he oh. just... <laughs> oh, my God. What the heck? What did Titus just... I can't believe what I just saw. Did that really happen? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Did that happen? Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Titus, what you... Trying to slide into the ring. Let's just move on and forget about it. I can't believe this. Okay, no. Oh my God! Here's the replay. Titus O'Neil trying to get into the ring, and Titus O'Neil tripped and went headfirst through the apron underneath the ring. And Titus is ticked off now. I just might want to check the size. No, of this, this reminds me. Oh my God! That reminded me of when Titus O'Neil was trying to carry a keg at the old NXT, and he tripped on the mat as well. I was there for that. I remember. That may be the greatest thing I've ever seen. Fire! What is it about the University of Florida? You oh, and Titus. Uh, don't go there. All right. Oh, my God. <laughs> that may be the greatest moment in Royal Rumble history. It really might be the greatest moment ever. I'm trying to hold it together. Randy Orton's in jeopardy. <laughs> so, I mean, Corey Graves, Corey Graves can't even control himself. It is truly one of the funniest moments you'll ever see uh, in any moment. I mean, not only because... It was super improbable, but it was organic. It wasn't scripted into the story of trying to be funny. And the announcers, Corey Graves, really puts this one over the top. Uh, I, I just the way that he reacted of not even trying to hold it together. Michael Cole did his best to try to steer the ship, but all was lost. All focus was off the match and on that moment of. And they, the WWE didn't didn't shy away from it. They replayed it and they should have like, why would you run away from that moment? I mean, it's Titus worldwide. It's, you know, he's not exactly on the, uh, the main event of, of your show. He can, he can withstand something like that. And, uh, it was just absolutely hilarious for God's sakes, guys. If you haven't seen that, please go see it. I know that many of you have boycotted watching any of the shows in Saudi Arabia, and I understand why, and we're not going to get into the politics of it or have that argument or debate, but at least YouTube the moment. I mean, I'm not asking you to go watch the pay-per-view, but if you're a new fan, please see this. This was not scripted by anyone. It was something that happened completely by accident, and watching it over and over, it just doesn't get old. It doesn't get old because it has never, ever happened. Never. In the just dozens and dozens of uh, Royal Rumble matches and battle royals that have occurred over the years and decades. Never has that ever happened. And what makes it the best, yes, it was organic. It wasn't scripted. He did it perfectly as if he had been rehearsing it all day. I mean, he tripped over essentially nothing. I, I mean, I even tried to see what he tripped over. I couldn't see. And he slid perfectly under the ring and his entire body disappeared. The guy is six foot six and he slid perfectly under the apron and just disappeared. <laughs> disappeared. He disappeared his entire body. He just was gone. It was absolutely classic and uh, certainly I think is warranted of any top five, top 10 list at least. For, for those of you that are watching or listening. Uh, but my, my oh my, it, it was a great, great moment. And the best I said at the open of this was Corey Graves. 
made it because he was uncontrollably laughing. Byron Saxton tried to bring it back, but it was just, it was all was lost. Byron Saxton was like, okay, let's just forget about it and move on. Cause I think that he thought that Vince would get probably angry if the laughing continued, but I think Vince embraced it. I'm sure Vince got a hell of a kick out of it backstage. He loves that kind of stuff. Uh, it really didn't hurt anything. It didn't affect the outcome. It wasn't a real botch in the match. It was a botch in an entrance. One of the absolute best botches. And obviously nobody got hurt, so no harm, no foul there. It is an, just a It's a moment from the wrestling gods. And I'm not talking about JBL. It, it is a moment from the real wrestling gods, wherever they may be, uh, from, uh, from them and uh, a gift. A gift to all of us. It is a just there's no other way to describe that moment other than just a gift that you can keep unwrapping and you don't get tired of it. So even and I know many of you have probably seen it and you're like, oh, I got to see that again. Yes, you do. You do. I, I haven't seen that until today and uh, for, for I don't know how many months and it doesn't get old. So, all right. Well, I think it's time to reveal my number one funniest moment in WWE history and this one is a bit controversial, um, and WWE has since edited it. Edited it. I'll get on that word for the obvious reasons. This also was not scripted. Clearly, this was not scripted based on the language used, and it occurred. Let me get the date here. On January twelfth, twenty fourteen, on WWE Old School Raw, and I'll set the stage here. We. I'm laughing thinking about it. But in this segment, we had Mean Gene Okerlund interviewing Mae Young, who had the Bella Twins by her side. And interrupting them was Lay Cool, which consisted of Layla and Michelle McCool. So this was... And some of you may not may not remember this, or maybe it was edited by the time you saw it. This is the unedited version of this segment with the interview clearly clearly not supposed to be a uh a unscripted segment here and we're still in pg era don't forget like this is this is pg era and we got this language and uh for those that have kids in the room well you may want to uh, send them to bed as jim ross would say or at least turn down the volume at this point this is uh may young not myself obviously but uh here's here's the interview in in its long form, it's only a couple of minutes, but uh, just take a listen. I, I don't know how you don't laugh at this. This was awesome and also set the announcers on fire laughing, especially Jerry the King Lawler. Michael Cole also lost it. Um, you can just tell when it's organic and not supposed to be happening, but Mae Young just doesn't have any Fs to give. So let's just take a listen and uh, we'll come back. Uh-huh. Let's show some love for the woman that's old enough to- 
unsure? Thirsty? Uh-huh. Oh, no, 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 no. 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 What was it? What? Huh? She needs her adult diaper changed. Ew. Right? Well, Shell, it depends. <laughs> well, if she has some twins, help her out, please. Ew. Make it look useful. you two. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. Babe, do you have anything to say to them? What do you mean, do I have anything to say? I want you to give me a mess with these swamps. For no disqualification. No disqualification. What? You little bitches, let's go. All right, so we're gonna stop it there. Um, <laughs> my God, this was another one. This one had me laughing for just days when it happened. Um, May Young clearly not giving anything, not caring about anything uh, at this age. I mean, uh, he, she actually went on to have a no disqualification match with Lake Cool, who were really the iconics of their time. I think the iconics were more polished and less channel changing than Lake Cool was. Lake Cool was not my favorite iteration of women's wrestling. Uh, but uh, again, I think the iconics were like version 2.0 and a much better version. Just kind of the obnoxious, uh, the obnoxious tag team. But this moment when May Young called them, you know what? I'm not going to say because it's a PG show. Was just you could hear, you could hear it in Michael Cole and Jerry the King Lawler, hear it in their voice. Like, oh my God, she just said that. <laughs> but coming out of May Young's mouth, I think makes it even better. Like. That is that it word in in and of itself is something you almost never ever ever hear on wrestling programming, much less coming out of an eighty plus year old woman's mouth, um, and calling those two what they did. I mean, it was great. You could she didn't even know or remember what to say. You had to have Mean Gene kind of guide her into what she needs to do to progress the segment forward of saying. Are you saying you want a no disqualification match? That's not even close to what she said. She didn't even know what to say. Um, but it was a moment that I cannot not laugh. It It is one of those that even more so than the Titus O'Neil moment of, of this. And you can hear even the crowd pop for this. Let's just bust out laughing and cheering. Like it, it is a moment to me that will top all moments of wrestling comedy even more than the produced stuff. Some of it very good, like Kurt Angle and Stone Cold. Kurt Angle wearing the little cowboy hat. Uh, the, the the milk segment moment with Kurt Angle. Uh, I mean, there's been moments over the years that have been very funny. Again, Rock, This Is Your Life. But nothing will top this. If you haven't seen it, you have to YouTube it. It's not going to be on the WWE Network. Um, and what I will tell you is this. On the, if you want to listen and watch, watching it obviously makes this a whole lot funnier. Like this whole segment makes it a lot funnier. Search for WWE or how about this? Search for May Young versus Lay Cool, but it's not WWE who you should click on because WWE has their version of this, but they edited out the funny part. You have to look for the um, for the channel. It's Skyline Gang Rocks, all one word. Skyline Gang Rocks. They uploaded, it's called WWE Old School Raw 
uh, May Young versus Lay Cool with interview. It has about 70,000 views. That's the version that you want to look for because WWE will not put that one out there. Uh, and I get why. I get it. I mean, that's a word you just don't say ever on uh, WWE programming. I don't even know if I've ever heard that particular word used on wrestling programming in any capacity, uh, so even in the Attitude Era. But boy, oh boy, that doesn't get old. So uh, take a listen. It'll make you feel better. Hope you guys enjoyed my top three. This is uh, th- this was a much different version. Usually I dive into something more serious, um, especially Wrestling Nostalgia Night. I dive into, like, you know, WrestleMania match or, or uh, you know, maybe a career-ending match or anything else. Like, But I wanted to lighten the mood a bit because oftentimes I feel like I'm a little bit too serious or too critical. I wanted to give you three things you know I love because it's my top three. And it's also comedy. Comedy done in a way that is organic unexpected and extremely memorable. And I think all three of these hit that mark very well. Um, I know that I'm sure I'm missing moments and I'm very interested to hear what you guys think and what your funny moments in WWE are or WCW. I mean, you don't, you don't have to stick to WWE just because it's a WWE podcast. I mean, that's fine if you have moments in other wrestling promotions, but WWE, since they own WCW are technically part of WWE now. I mean, they absorbed WCW. So whatever you have, I'd be interested to see or send me a YouTube clip or whatever else, or email me real WWE podcast at gmail.com. You can also voicemail me there and you know, the, the number to send me a voicemail on, uh, at our actual voicemail box, which I will get you the number again right now. Uh, that number is five, one, eight, nine, five, two, zero, two, four, seven. So, Please take advantage of that. Leave as many voicemails as you'd like. Talk about wrestling. Uh, keep it wrestling related. If you talk about something else, I mean, I'll listen, but I'm probably not going to put it on the air because this is a wrestling podcast. But uh, please feel free. That's what the voicemail box is for. Or email it to me um, at realwpodcast at gmail.com. So what's the schedule the rest of the week? Well, it is your AEW review coming tomorrow. And also your WWE rivalries coming Friday, SmackDown Review Saturday, and I'm back with a co-host this Sunday uh, to talk week in review. So we're back in the saddle, and I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast and the audio. We're working on some other projects as well uh, and dipping our toe into some things that uh, are not to be announced yet, but um, we're, we're working on making things bigger and better. I'll just say that. So, all right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. As always, I'll talk to you soon. Are you in a position where you need to sell your home? Perhaps you're facing financial difficulties or you're facing a foreclosure, a divorce, or maybe you're just relocating because of retirement. Maybe there are some other debt issues and you just need to sell your home. Well, here is a great solution for you. And that solution is Bright Realty Investment. They are a leading real estate solutions company and their mission is to work hand in hand with all parties to handle every situation with the utmost professionalism and care. So if you're in a particularly stressful financial situation right now and you need to protect your credit, then don't waste another minute. Head on over to brightrealtyinvestment.com. That's brightrealtyinvestment.com. And when you go to the website, there's a really easy form you fill out. It's right at the top and they'll get back to you immediately. So why wait? 
Don't let that divorce, that retirement, or other bad debt situation take control of your life. Take control back and head on over to brightrealtyinvestment.com where they can buy your house, protect your credit, and get your life back on track. Again, head on over to brightrealtyinvestment.com. Thanks for listening to the WWE Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show. Or head to wwepodcast.com. And for all of these shows ad-free, head over to patreon.com slash wwepodcast. Until then, we'll see you next time.